0: The Rangers snap their losing streak, but lose Jacob DeGrom in the process. On today's show, we're talking about the latest with Jacob DeGrom's entry and why the Rangers are actually going to be just fine, even if he does miss time. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers. Your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day you we'll You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked on Rangers podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked on Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked on Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Unless you're commenting about you predicting this Jacob DeGrom injury or you're a Mets fan celebrating that your team didn't sign Jacob DeGrom. In that case, keep that crap to yourself. The Rangers snapped their four-game losing streak, the longest losing streak of the season with their ace on the hill. He did his job. The Rangers got the 5-2 win and before he left this game, Jacob DeGrom was his usual Jacob deGrom dominant stealth. He left this one with forearm tightness. Bruce Bochi said afterwards that it is precautionary. We will see how long he is out, but this necessitates an update on the defgrom meter. We are at defgrom 3, the uh, most medium level of defgrom preparedness. It is increase in force readiness above that required for normal readiness, in case you uh, ha- are new to, to the show. Um, we are introducing this this graphic right here, if you're watching on YouTube, or you can look at my Twitter. It is called uh, Roundhouse, that is the exercise term for DEFCON 3, and also Grom 3, just uh, mimicking what the Army does for nuclear preparedness, uh, because that that's what it feels like every time Jacob deGrom is on the hill, or every time he leaves a... A game early. It's like, oh gosh, everything is, is going nuclear. The world's going to end. Everything is just on fire. Let's all just freak the freak out. And you know what? I had a lot of people telling me I needed to move it up a level, move it, move it up to Def DefGrom 2, which is higher. Uh, the lower numbers are the, the worst level of Def Um but we're, we're straight at three. I, I did that before we knew exactly what it was. It was an undisclosed injury. He looked fine. Everything looked fine. He had allowed a walk in that inning that I don't even think was actually should have been a walk. The the ball four was in the strike zone fully. I don't know what the home plate umpire was doing. It's not super great. Not that Jacob DeGrom needs a whole lot of help, but that was his one walk in this one. Then he allowed a single to Willie really Calhoun. Those are the only base runners that he had. He left after three and two thirds innings, just one hit, one Walk in just two strikeouts, which uh, for Jacob Degrom in three and two thirds innings, that's that's not a whole lot. He was getting a lot of early contact. It looked like he was going to be able to go pretty deep into this one. He only threw 50 pitches through three and two thirds innings, and you thought, okay, well, he's going to be able to go pretty darn deep into this one. Only threw 80 pitches in the last game because he was going on short rest. This was normal rest, I should say, not short rest. The Rangers would not do that to Jacob Degrom, but this is kind of this is kind of the deal with Jacob Degrom, and. You know what? I'm not all that worried. And I see a lot of people that are bemoaning every time he leaves a game early. By the way, for the season, he's averaged five starts. He's, He's pitched in six games, averaged five innings per start guy who has not eclipsed 100 pitches in any of his starts he's still averaging five innings per start he still has an era that leads uh the starter actually not quite martin perez is a little bit lower than him he has a 267 era 30 and a third innings pitched 45 strikeouts just four walks two home runs um and 19 hits a uh hits per nine of 5.6 um just 1.2 walks per nine and 13.4 strikeouts per nine which went down after this outing which is absolutely insane, but this was always going to be the deal with Jacob Degrom. And as much as I have, you know, been unwavering in my optimism and my excitement, and tweeting Jacob Degrom as a Texas Ranger before every, for in, usually in the first inning of every start, because every first inning has been absolutely immaculate um, for him, even in the bad starts, which. There really haven't been any bad starts. There's just been starts that he left, um, which made us feel bad afterwards. But you always knew this was going to be the deal with Jacob DeGrom. And that's okay. The Rangers spent five years, $185 million on this guy for a reason. And at the time, I said, this is going to be a guy who you're going to have to watch out for. Yes, he does have injury concerns. I thought they were a little bit overblown. Turns out, may- maybe they weren't. Maybe the Rangers are going to be in for this almost every single start. And you know what? If that's the case, then... I still say it's worth it. I said it at the time. If he's only giving you 100 innings per season, but if he's healthy at the end of the season, that's what it's all about. You, you've got to make it in this league to go for the rebuild the Rangers are trying to go for, to go from you know 100 losses to making the playoffs in two years. 100 losses to 94 losses to making the playoffs this year which is what their hope is you you've got to take some huge huge swings and you know it's a lot easier to to sit back there and and not hope for anything i i myself i'm a pretty belligerent optimist i like to believe at this point and that's why i was so hopeful on jacob Degrom. and you know for for years and years and years us rangers fans we've been very beaten down and broken and depressed honestly watching this team and watching starting pitching be mediocre and mediocre and oh we had Nolan ryan and he was the best thing ever he he was fine he was pretty good he was not by any means at the you know peak of his career when he was here you darvish and we didn't even appreciate him really in his peak uh while he was here in texas and it's been so long since the rangers have had someone this good and just seeing what it's like to have a true ace on the mound and You know, remembering what it's like in those dark ages to not have one. I mean, how can you not want to hope? Yeah, it's it's scary sometimes to whether you're, you know, going whether it's in relation to, you know, signing a a big ace pitcher or whether you're, you know, trying something new, whether it's a career relationship or um, a new passion project, it can be really scary to put yourself out there. And, you know, it might fail. It might blow up in your face. It might hurt really bad when whatever that thing is, whether it's Jacob deGrom or whatever good thing that you're trying that's scary ends if it ends not the right way. But isn't it so much better to actually try? I think so. I think it's much better to go and sign a Jacob deGrom when these other teams wouldn't spend even four years, it seems like. Why wouldn't you go five? I mean, and maybe it works out. Maybe this is just another precautionary thing. Maybe... Every other start, he you know only goes five innings, and because they're taking care of him, he's able to pitch the entire season. And then the Rangers do end up making the postseason, and they have Jacob Degrom in his full Jacob Degromy glory, going out there and and throwing these incredible starts, like the one he had against against Oakland when he went six innings and just one earned run and eleven strikeouts, or against Baltimore just one earned run and six innings and eleven strikeouts in that one as well, or seven innings and nine strikeouts and uh, you know two earned runs and against Kansas City like that. That's the kind of stuff that deGrom does that is who he is and you know for me I am just so sick of the people who are just so beaten down and broken that they aren't willing to give themselves a little bit of hope in letting Jacob deGrom go out there and not having to worry and losing their minds every time everything doesn't go perfectly right it might be a while before he's back on the hill but the crazy part is the Rangers don't need him The Rangers are going to be just okay without him. Coming up, we're going to talk about why that is, what the timetable for his return might look like, some early, early speculation uh, without a whole lot of details. But first, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong experience, you know, and it's it's especially since we're always growing and changing, you know, therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't really know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. You know, I'm in therapy and it's helped me, you know, get this perspective on things like Jacob deGrom or whatever else is is going on in my life to kind of have that barometer for for where you know everything feels. If you're thinking about starting therapy, then you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.comslash locked on MLB. Now, the Rangers are probably going to be just fine without Jake DeGrom. In case you didn't know, they are still atop the American League West. This was um, from uh, Evan Grant had a a theory about what the Rangers might do with DeGrom. The Rangers do have two off days next week. So if they could just skip one start, push him back, give him 10 days of rest until May 9th uh, in Seattle, I think that could be... I think that could be the right move for him if it's just precautionary. Again, it's forearm tightness. It it could be anything related to the wrist. And the wild thing was we didn't really see it coming. We he looked just fine. He looked absolutely incredible in that start. And it was just out of nowhere that he comes out at a friend that was at the game. He texted me just like, what, what the heck happened? He, he shot a video on his phone. Like literally, I think maybe the batter before he ended up coming out, he's like, did my, did my camera, did my camera on my phone end up hurting him? And uh, we don't really know what happened at this point, but again, it's all precautionary. The Rangers are going to be extra, extra cautious. They were extra cautious in spring training with him because he is their ace. And while it's amazing to have an ace, when they went out and spent what they did on starting pitching this free agency period, they didn't really need him. The depth of this starting rotation is fantastic. One of the things that I believe it was Bruce Bochi was talking about before this game was, "Oh, you know, you're on a losing streak and you got your ace on the mound. That's that's got to be a good feeling." And he talked about saying, "You know, this entire starting rotation is full of guys who could stop a losing streak. They're all." Quality guys who are veteran big leaguers who know how to go out there and and give your team a chance to win every day. It's such a cliche thing, but when you have a starting rotation full of grown freaking adults one through five like the Rangers do, they even had one through six before the Jake Odorizzi injury, which is really really hurting right about now. If if you had Jake Odorizzi, you'd feel a little bit better. Um, about one of these guys going down because you know not all of them are going to make thirty starts this season. As much as I would love for Degrom and Ivaldi and Perez and Gray and he need to all make thirty starts this year, that's not something that really happens that much with any rotation, let alone one with the injury concerns of these guys in their career. But the Rangers are going to be just fine because they do have some depth there. Glenn Otto was one of the guys who I thought might be in line for the rotation, but it, it seems like you know we we kind of know. If the Rangers skip a start for Jacob DeGrom, the Rangers know who they're going to throw out there to, to start for him. It's going to be the guy who's been one of the most effective relievers in their pen. It's Dane Dunning. It's who they threw out there in this one. It's who they threw out there uh, when, when Jacob DeGrom came out of his start against Kansas City. It's, it's who they're going with. And he has been really, really good this year. In a pinch, out of nowhere, he comes in, throws three and a third innings of work, doesn't walk anybody, does allow a couple of runs, but gets the Rangers through this one. The Rangers gave him a five-run lead, or they gave, I guess, DeGrom a five-run lead. So once the, once the Rangers had that, you thought, okay, well, you got Jacob DeGrom on the hill, you got a five-run lead. This, this is not going to be a game that the Rangers let slip away. I know the pen has kind of let things go in the past. Um, but, it's it's not something that the Rangers are going to let themselves lose, and not something that Robbie Grossman was going to let himself lose. I got to give a shout out to Robbie Grossman, who has been crushing it as of late, and he has his third home run of the season. He had three hits, all of them were extra base hits, a pair of RBI, a pair of runs. Robbie Grossman has three home runs on the season, and all of them have come in Jacob Degrom starts. All of them have been multi home run, multi run home runs. I believe three run three run and now a lowly two run home run they made up for that by adding a pair of doubles in this one but the last seven games he has been absolutely on fire a pair of home runs three walks to just four strikeouts hitting 400 and on base of 448 and slugging 720 that's robbie grossman remember the guy who i complained the most about and thought hey this guy's fine He's fine. He's the Rangers DH right now. And he is deserving to be that DH. He is crushing it as of late. The Rangers have a good lineup. They have a deep lineup. And that's another one of the reasons that, I mean, yeah, Jacob deGrom is, is the added luxury. The the cherry on top that kind of puts you over the edge when you're talking about the championship, but championship pieces, but like, when it comes to just competing in this regular season, which the Rangers are doing a really freaking good job of. Remember, the Texas Rangers are alone atop the AL West right now at 15 and 11. The Astros lost last night on Apple TV to a brilliant gem spun by Aaron Noah. I believe eight innings of one run ball against those Astros in Houston, a rematch of the World Series. Hopefully the Phillies who are figuring it out can take a few more from those Astros and the Rangers can continue to build a little bit of ground. I believe they have a one yeah, a one game difference heading into the Saturday slate of games. But this Texas Rangers team is doing really, really well. The offense is incredibly deep. They have several guys. I believe it was, uh, where we go? Yeah, Jared Sandler tweeted this out today. Uh, The Rangers have eight players with an OPS plus over 100. Remember, Remember... Uh, 100 is league average OPS. They have Jonah Heim at 150, Marcus Simeon at 139, Travis Jankowski at 134, Adoles Garcia, 132, Josh Young at 120, Nathaniel Lowe at 111, Robbie Grossman, 106, Ezek Duran at 104. That's not even counting Corey Seager, who's on the IL with an OPS plus of 184. He's coming back, hopefully, In the next two to three weeks, it seems like it'll be at a minimum. But the Rangers are more than treading water with him on the I.L. Duran had another solid game. He's got an OPS of 728. He is absolutely stinging the baseballs. Would still like to see him walk just a little bit more. Same with Adolis Garcia. Um, nice to see him putting up some fantastic numbers. And um, But this lineup is deep. The starting rotation is deep. And the bullpen really, really came through in this one. The Rangers needed a bounce-back game from their bullpen, and they got it. And I want to give a shout-out to the guys who pitched in that one and a little bit more of a look at the guys who came back from those injuries and were able to help out just a smidge in this Rangers Uh, streak ending win but first this episode is brought to you by so rare our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there is no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Uh SoRare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in SoRare's current brand campaign and will engage with the SoRare community throughout the season at MLB events. Head to sorarecom on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free players, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's sorarecom on to start playing today. Now, the Rangers' bullpen really stepped up in this one. It had been a rough week for this bullpen for pretty much everyone in this bullpen. Uh, even Dane Dunning had his first rough outing. He's allowed runs and back-to-back starts, which are outings, I should say. He has not started a game yet. He probably will end up doing so um, at some point. But he has been, he stepped up big in a pinch. It's hard for anybody. The long reliever role is, is one of the hardest in baseball, and the Rangers have two guys who, for the most part, have done a pretty good job. It's been a little rough for Cole Reagans, um, who, again, uh, if we're talking about guys who are going to have to step up and make a start for somebody in a pinch, I, I think Cole Reagans I would put as the number seven starter in this rotation, which I know there's only five, but when you have guys who have the injury history they have, and even John Gray has is, is been a l- little shaky in his last couple of starts since coming back from taking that that liner off the forearm. Maybe the Rangers, hopefully the Rangers won't, won't have to have more than one guy miss starts. Cause it looks like jb Grom might end up missing a start. We honestly don't know at this point, but um, I got to give a shout out to Jonathan Hernandez who coming off his last, last outing where he allowed a walk off home run, his first of the season, just a a nice, terrible exclamation mark on the poop sandwich. That was that series in Cincinnati. He comes out in this one in a big, big way gets the Rangers through that eighth inning without much drama against the top of that Yankees lineup. Then in comes Will Smith. Absolutely no drama. Absolutely no base runners. Gets that ERA down below two again. Solid outing from both of those guys and Dane Dunning, Jonathan Hernandez, and Will Smith, all of them coming in to the rescue to end that losing streak. The Rangers didn't have to use all of their guys in the pen. And that was really nice. Literally only three relievers when you're, when your starter goes out, before the fourth inning is over, and you only use three relievers, and you get the win—that is a really, really good day from the bullpen, and a huge testament to why Dane Dunning is so important. But the rest of this rotation, like I said, I mean, they are all going out there every day with a chance to get you the win. That is, that is the strength of this team right now. Not to mention the depth of the lineup. I mean, it's just high time that people start believing the Texas Rangers are a really good baseball team. Yeah, Jacob deGrom injury would be really upsetting, especially if it's, you know, months or who knows at this point. Honestly, nobody knows how long he's going to be out. All the language has been kind of precautionary. Hey, we're going to be chill. We're going to, you know, just take a deep breath. We're not going to lose our freaking minds and give ourselves an aneurysm before we even know what's really happening with deGrom. We're not going to do that just yet. And I appreciate Bruce Bochy's calmness and his demeanor and having someone who is a veteran such as himself who knows how to kind of, maybe it's just his voice is so incredibly deep and uh, he's very tall and very big that maybe is what makes him so reassuring. I don't know But listening to Bruce Bochi in, in the aftermath of last night, talking about how good it was to get a win and it kind of keeping this team focused. You know, I tweeted out after the game that the Rangers won Astros lost Rangers are back on top of the AOS and someone's like, cool. Well, at least we have that. Well, that's all we have. That's the whole point. It's, it's, you got to refocus your mind. This is a good ba- Rangers baseball team. It's it's not like teams in the past few years where it's like, oh, well, if the star player is hurt, then I have no reason to watch. This team sucks, and I don't really care. No, 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 no. The Rangers are in first place atop the AOS. They don't have the second-best record or run differential in all of Of the American League anymore, but they are still a winning baseball team. They are still competing and they are still very much in it. It is early in the season, but this is a deep team with a deep lineup. Like I just said, so many of those guys being above average offensive players, so many of their starters all going out there and giving you a chance to not get just run out of the game. That was the problem with this Rangers team last year. The offense was better, people didn't see it because they were losing so many games because, you know, outside of games started by Martin Perez or John Gray or uh, Dane Dunning at home, Dane Dunning on the road, still does not have a winning decision. Actually, I, I know that he didn't start in that game against Kansas City uh, where he, he came in uh, out of the bullpen, but I think that might have been Dane Dunning's first road win. There was a whole storyline with him last year. He was just still has not had not had a, a road win Road winning decision with the Texas Ranger. I think that 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 game where he came in for Jacob DeGrom when he had the no hitter going in Kansas City, I think that might have been his first winning decision on the road as a Texas Ranger. It was just a fun little little thing. He still hasn't had it in a start yet. Um, and maybe he'll have a start where he goes on the road and gets a win and he will finally get that particular monkey off his back. But that was just a fun little thing that I think popped into my head. I'm not sure if that was, if that's right, but I, I'm pretty sure that it is. I'll have to go look it up and, and check for you on Monday's episode to kind of confirm that. But this Rangers team is good. I know the bullpen has its flaws. They have Bruce Bochy to come in and put these guys in the right spots at the right moments. They have pieces that are good. Will Smith is a veteran guy. He has been in the big leagues for 10 years. You don't stay in the big leagues for 10 years if you don't know how to pitch. I know he wasn't used a whole lot by the Astros last year. I think that's kind of hilarious um, that he had that kind of off year, but he was phenomenal with the Braves in their run to the World Series and through the World Series. He has been a very good reliever for a long time. Dane Dunning has been very effective in his role. Brock Burke is just in his second year as a reliever, kind of figuring out, is this really the real Brock Burke? I'm a believer. I know the strikeouts aren't super up this year, but he is getting some weak contact. He is not allowing guys to get on base. He's not walking guys. That is a recipe for success for a high leverage reliever Jonathan Hernandez has got some of the nastiest stuff in this pin I was ERA is over three right now but a random walk-off home run um that felt like a, a will of the gods against the Rangers in losing that series in Cincinnati I'm gonna try and just forget that Cincinnati exists honestly at this point because when I think about that series it just makes me so angry it kind of ruined a lot of things um but Josh Spores is looking really good out of the pen as well. I, I think that he is might be ready for some some higher leverage relief situations. I know LeClerc has been much much bemoaned, seven walks and nine and two-thirds innings. But remember, he does still have an ERA under one, a sub-one ERA for a reliever, who has mostly come in in some high leverage spots. Yeah, the walks are an issue, and you'd like the velocity be velocity to be up a little bit um but still he has been an effective reliever this pen is not as bad as we bemoaned it at the beginning of the year it's probably not as good as it was for the first two three weeks when they were just unhittable it is somewhere in the middle but when you have a really freaking good lineup and five adult humans that are above average to very good to one of them is the best pitcher in all of freaking baseball when he's on the hill That is a recipe for a good freaking team. I know it caught us all by surprise that this team kind of did that, just jumped into from being bad to being good very quickly. And, you know, guys like Travis Jankowski are out there and being amazing. He still has an OPS over 800. That's kind of crazy in 19 games. That's a good thing, and I think that's... Maybe not the most real thing in the world, but I think it's sustainable for now, and he's at least a a helpful piece. But Jonah Heim continues to be a very, very good piece for the Rangers, a multi-hit game for him, a double, and he continues to be fantastic for this Texas Rangers squad. I think he might be, I thought it might be Nathaniel Lowe, and maybe it'll end up being Adoles Garcia, but the trio of those three guys in there, I think Adoles is actually 30 now, but in the 20... 27 to 30 range. Um, the guys who they got for, um, basically nothing Yeah, Low is 27. Jonah Heim is in his age 28 season. And Adolos Garcia is in his age 30 season. All those guys who they got for Adolos for cash considerations, Jonah Heim, they got him and, um, maybe a, a really good, starting pitcher in the minor leagues, Dane Acker for Elvis Andrews and Nathaniel Lowe, who they got for a bunch of prospects who are in double A and Lowe won a silver slugger as one of the best hitters in all of baseball last year at first base in the American league. Like those are some huge, huge wins for the Rangers and Haim continues to be astounding. His, his numbers right now are, You know, they're down from the near a thousand OPS he had a a few days ago, earlier in the week, um, or actually about a week ago, I think. It's down to 899. Ooh, so terrible. Um, But his expected numbers have him hitting better than what his actual numbers are, which is kind of insane. His expected batting average is at 309. He's actually hitting 286. His expected slugging, he's slugging right now. His regular slugging is 529. His expected slugging is 594. He's expected to be slugging nearly 600. That's in the top 6% of baseball. His His regular wOBA, just the kind of overall encompassing uh, offensive stat that where 300 is about average. He's hitting, or he's got a wOBA of 387. His expected wOBA is at 420, in the top five percent of baseball. Yeah, he is not only a great defensive catcher, top ten percent of framing pop time to second base, which had been in the kind of bottom ish quarter quarter of baseball, is now up to the 44th percentile. Which, again, at this point. I was more worried about it last year when when the new rules were coming. Out. Okay, well, if, if he can't be in the top, you know, ten percent of baseball, he's not going to catch anybody. Well, nobody's catching anybody stealing anyway these days. Um, but the framing is still good, the blocking is still good, the game calling is still good, and the offense is there. We got to see him DHing in the first game of the series against. One of the toughest pitchers in the American League, and Garrett Cole is good to see his back getting in there. I know Robbie Grossman is probably more of the everyday DH at this point, especially while Jankowski is still doing all of this. Um, I think Jankowski is going to keep his roster spot as long as he's you know hitting above 300 and gotten an on base above or an OPS above 800 and still playing really good defense in left field and in center field when he's out there. But Jonah Heim, being what he is is a huge, huge benefit to the Rangers. Uh, Speaking of Travis Jankowski, it's good to have him back in the lineup. Missed a game with that hip tightness. He came out of Wednesday's game and it was a little worrying, especially when he came out right after Josh Young, who got hit in the hand, ended up having a contusion on his hand. And we got to see him back in the lineup on Friday night. Had an 0 for day at the plate with a pair of strikeouts, but just good to see Josh Young back in the lineup the rangers can't really afford to lose his bat he has also been a very very effective weapon for the rangers the ops is now down below 800 793 still a solid season for the young rookie who led all of american league rookies heading into friday night's game in home runs extra base hits i believe hits as well just a lot of categories that he really should be getting some love for rookie of the year it's it's Probably the, the game where he came back and went 0-4 for 4 with a pair of strikeouts is not the one where I need to talk up his uh, Rookie of the Year campaign, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. He is a very good player, and part of the depth of this lineup, he's hitting fifth as a rookie, and maybe they'll end up switching him and Jonah Heim if, if Heim continues to do this. But, I mean, your one through six hitters are all really, really good hitters. And your number seven hitter right now is, is uh, Robbie Grossman. And then Ezekiel Duran is also hitting very, very well in the eighth slot in this lineup. And Tavares had another another rough day for him. Uh, one of his strikeouts was on a pitch clock violation, so not the, the truest of strikeouts, but still kind of a rough day for him. But still, this Rangers lineup is deep. It is talented, and the starting rotation is good. It's time to believe that this is a good winning squad. Yes, Jake deGrom might be missing some significant time, if you didn't believe that he would be missing some time, or maybe he won't miss significant time. We, we don't freaking know at this point, but there is no point in going off the rails, going off the deep end because every fifth day so far, every fifth game so far, we have seen Jacob Grom on the Hill doing his amazing thing. And you know what? Maybe he'll be out for a while. Maybe he won't, but he is still a Texas Ranger. And that is a good, good thing. Don't worry about the price pe- price tag. It is not your money. It is just your money going into the pocket if you're going out there to see him on the hill in a Texas Rangers uniform, which, again, is a gorgeous, gorgeous sight. Hold out that hope. The Rangers will be just fine. Hopefully they can take the last two games of this series, come out with a series win, and head into uh, May with a winning record atop the American League West. That's going to do it for today. Shall we back on Monday talking about the rest of this series? That's going to do it. Thank you all so much to the everydayers, and until next time. Don't forget to enjoy baseball.